The Movie Hour, episode 118, January 27th, 2011. Spoiler alert, the our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello one and all, I am Greg Maloney and I am happy to welcome you to the Liam Neeson One Good Reason Movie Hour. We have a great show for you today. Jeff and James are here in the studio tonight. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. My pleasure, as always. <laughs> thank you, Greg. And let me just say, what a great name for an episode. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, it's been it's been a fantastic week. How, is, uh, how has your week been in uh, the scope of cinema, gentlemen? Has everything uh, been okay? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I believe it is. I've got um I've got a positive and a negative and I'll start with the negative. Um I uh I've been sitting on a Netflix movie. I've got the good, the bad and the ugly and I've been very busy lately and it's 3 hours long and I've just been I've been sitting on it for a good 2 weeks now and I hate doing that. It makes me feel like an idiot. That is terrible. Netflix. But the good news is that I have a movie to review that I uh, that I streamed via Netflix that I, that I'm very excited about talking about. That's the great thing about Netflix; you can have that physical DVD and all the streaming that uh, that you could possibly want. And it's uh, and it's nice that you can get it to fit your schedule whenever you're ready. You know, it's always there for you. Um, and actually, I actually, I don't worry me getting to it, but I don't have a movie review today. I've been trying to. I just got a uh, Porco Rosso, another. Uh, um, Hayao Miyazaki movie. Jeff can make fun of me later for it. Uh, but yeah, I have not got a chance to watch that either. It's been busy. It's been busy. We got a lot of things going on. Um, I did happen to see, uh, I was sitting down, happened to be, uh, enjoying a meal and Jim had brought up a, I don't know if you brought this up on the show, but we've been talking about Always Sunny, one of the, um, shows Jeff and Jim had, had gotten me hooked on. I think Jeff was the, the, the viral, the viral starter and all this, but, uh, I saw it. I saw an episode. It's the D. Reynolds shaping America's youth. And Jim, <laughs> I think you were talking about how there was a scene in this that you thought was inspired is by this the room. The uh, Lethal Weapon screening one. Yeah, the yeah. Lethal Weapon five. <laughs> have you seen this episode yet, Jeff? I have not. I, I'm okay. tempted to make us pause and just watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of it. It's not a very good episode, other than the Lethal Weapon five part. The Lethal Weapon five part's fantastic, uh, but it ends up being a situation where uh, D. Keep on saying, uh, D's teaching kids still from the last episode. And the other guys are making a Lethal Weapon 5 possible movie and they're acting as the normal characters. And there's a part where DeVito is having sex with a girl. Um, I should say a lady. Girl sounds sort of. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> and it look it does look a little bit like The Room for anyone that's seen it, the, the love scenes and that. But, Jim, I got to say, I don't think they knowingly took anything you don't think it was any a, element from it, it. no on purpose homage to it no no i think it was just on, on purpose homage to any corny like softcore porn but he's even got like the long hair and stuff and uh, i don't know why don't we talk about it next week yeah we'll talk about it next yeah. okay so all right it, Jeff, because, because i invented the room as far as you guys right. know so right. I, I get to be the uh, the arbiter of all things <laughs> room related <laughs> okay uh, before we move on more to the, the movie stuff, I wanted to bring up another TV show that we all love here. Uh, Archer is going to be new new episodes this Thursday. Thank so if you haven't caught up with it, you've got – actually, it's going to be today. Like, I'm going to be releasing this on Thursday. So th- today, the new episode's today. So <laughs> Go now. Whatever you're yeah. doing, stop. Go <laughs> watch Archer. You're probably listening to this in the car when you get home. Definitely 
get get Archer going right away. Fuck that. You're, you've probably got a smartphone. See if you can stream it onto your smartphone while you're driving. Mm. Very good idea, Jeff. Um, that's why you're yes. here. You're a good idea, See? man. So, See? I'm an idea without, man. Without further ado, we got stuff to do, stuff to get on to. Uh, Highly Hunters, Highwood Hoopla. Great, great, great feature of the show. First, and this is a big obvious, Oscar talk. It's Oscar talk time. The nominations have been released for the, the year 2010. Fantastic year it was. And, uh, yeah, a lot, I guess a lot of things to start with. Uh, I wanted to throw out as a, as a little beginner for Jeff. I haven't seen uh, True Grit yet, but I noticed that Haley Steinfeld got Best Supporting on, or at least nominated for it. Did, and I know you mentioned that she did pretty good in it, right? Well, here's the thing that's sort of interesting about it, um, for me anyway, is that she's in almost every frame of the film. So I, I you almost think that they just want to give her an award, and they know she's she can't get best at like you know best actress. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it, her character should be best actress, best. Right. Know. I mean, she is she is she's. In that movie, more than any other uh, any other actor or actress, hmm. that is odd. That's and pretty interesting, you, man. Do you think you've seen a lot? I think you had mentioned we off off air. We were talking about how many of these movies we've seen. Have can you compare any of the best supporting actresses with her? Have you you seen uh, Helena Bonham Carter and The King's Speech? Um, you haven't seen the I've fighter. not seen the fighter, so that eliminates so two. And I haven't yeah. seen Animal Kingdom. Um, I think I think from what I've seen uh, of the field, Helena Bonham Carter takes it. But I've only yeah. seen. Uh, Haley Steinfeld and Helena Bonham Carter, so I, right. difficult to say. And just to, to mention the the list, you've got Amy Adams and Melissa Leo from The Fighter, and then Jackie Weaver from Animal Kingdom. But yeah, it's just a fourteen year old girl nominated for uh, nominated for Best Supporting. Congratulations, very cool. Uh, but yeah, out of all these out of all these things, does anything uh, pop out of you you want to talk about? Uh, I was happy to see uh, Jonathan Hawks, I believe his name is, for Winter's Bone, get Best Supporting Actor, only because I love seeing fresh faces on the list and people who have been around a lot. And he seems to pop up in movies, just kind of a side character. So it's just kind of nice to see somebody paying their dues and getting some props. I'm surprised Christian Bale even gets nominated. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it seems Honestly, like he's I think been... he's the front runner, to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah. For... Just from what you've read? Because you haven't yeah, seen The Fighter. Yeah, just from what I've read. Right. And, uh, yeah. And last, Jerry, Jeremy Renner up again. He was uh, in for that great yeah, movie. Jeffrey Rush that. and Christian Bale will be fighting this one out, I think. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush. He's awesome. I, I, I feel like um, The King's Speech is just one of those movies that just runs away with Oscars. I I saw it and I liked it quite a bit, and it's just also it's got you know that the, the plot and the historicity of it and everything, and it's it's yeah, just I that's think, that's a runaway Oscar. Movie. I think the only thing that's got going against it is it's one of those films that run away, runs away with Oscars. I think there might be backlash, and that that could be that's like a, the that's only an excellent thing. point. And also, also uh, the social network seems to have garnered a lot yeah, of popular support for this. Uh, the King Speech took for the most nominations, right? Twelve, I think, this uh, year. It was the most. I don't remember what the number was. Right. It's, yeah, it's like, right here. It's twelve. Um, the weird thing that I found really surprising from the King, King Speech, and I didn't know. I know uh, Colin Firth was on the Daily Show when I caught him on that. They were talking about it, and this was actually wasn't even adapted from a novel. It was straight. Screenplay, which surprised yeah. the hell out of me. I was like, "What the hell is that?" That seemed it seems like uh, somebody would have went written a novel forty years ago and then uh, cooked it up into a screenplay just recently. But pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. And 
Another thing that shocked me about the nominees, and I guess this is a new problem they're running into because now there's 10, uh, 10 movies nominated for Best Picture. The Best Animated Feature Film, there's only three nominations for it, and obviously there's more than three big animated feature movies. Like right. I think the I was just looking at the requirements. Like it's just got to be seventy minutes long, and then you know have the merit to be to, to be right. nominated. Right. And was Tangled that bad? I mean, I didn't see right. It. Like Tangled, like, uh, Despicable Despicable Me. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. At least Despicable I mean, Me also, yeah. But like, I think there have always been like last year there were three. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Up, and something else. Oh, uh, there were four, actually. Uh, last year was The Secret of Kells, The Princess and the Frog, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Coraline. Yeah, Wait, um, and actually, though, um, you're wrong. I am? Uh, no, no, you must be right if you're looking it up, but Up won it. So Right, Up yeah. won it, then Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Princess and the Frog, and The Secret of Kells were. So five. Uh, yep. Wow. Um, and okay. then, yeah, I still find it according, funny. According that, to Wiki, according to Wiki, I still find it funny that, like, if, for instance, for this year, Toy Story three is up for Best Picture and Best Animated Film. Right, and that, like, that's like Rodia. Do you think going to win the animated, animated if you're up for Best Picture? That's what, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Like the issue they're going to keep running into with the separate categories is if it's because they're going to be different votes. It's possible that somebody wins Best Animated and. Or sorry, wins best picture and not best animated. Yeah. It's unlikely, it's but it's weird. possible. Yeah. And it, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. I, I'm guessing somebody behind the scenes would be like, "We got to stop this. Just stop the presses and pull people aside." <laughs> right, Long term prediction: right. When is the when is an animated film going to win best picture? What year? I, I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Write this one down in blood. Yeah. Wow! Interesting. Um, I see, I was going to go way shorter. I was going to say like 2017. I was going to throw out a, the blanket 10 years, the just a bit nice round round number 10 years from now, but I don't know. Um not moving on to non-surprising things. Inception pretty much getting blanked at everything but special effects and best picture. Yeah, well, I was kind of surprised what's his face didn't get director now. No one. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's quite the undertaking that film. He's got a it's a tough tough field director, very yeah. tough. Uh, Aronofsky, David Earl Russell, who I, I don't know much of, of the fighter, Tom Hooper, David Fincher, and uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's right a, there. a pretty goddamn serious group of directors yeah. there. Yeah, I, uh, they're gonna have to bust that into ten nominees apparently because there's no way you're gonna get nominated. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I, again, I, I don't know how much I care for it, but it's it's interesting to see the the name. I'm surprised like Jesse Eisenberg got got a nod for the Social Network. I did see bits and pieces of it, but you know he seems Jesse Eisenbergish. I, I guess I don't know. I, I every time I I'm see only my su- not surprised just because I've you know been hearing a lot about it, but yeah, I mean if, if I haven't seen the movie, so if he's very Jesse Eisenbergish, I'm surprised he is considered worthy of that nomination. Right. <laughs> He's. I thought he did a pretty good job. I don't know. He plays. I never, I never know. You know. He plays a great torn asshole. Like torn, as in like torn between two things. Asshole. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay then. Most people in the movies that I see that play torn assholes are women, not men. But Greg watches right. a different kind of movie than I do. Right. Right. <laughs> I guess that's better. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention about the Oscar stuff. Uh, <laughs> We wanted to make sure that everyone knew that Inception was up for Best Original Score, uh, which has been 
joked around the internet over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that. We'll have to get that sound bite in for the episode. That'll I was kind of surprised. Uh, Waiting for Superman didn't get nominated for a documentary. It seemed like it had a lot of steam coming out of the gates, and then I guess nothing. That's sort of how, that's, that's good sort of an end thought of that. That's sort of how the educational system works in general. Everybody says <laughs> everybody says they're there for the kids, and then they're when it comes, talk. yeah, push comes the shove. No, nope, doesn't happen. Do I do I get to do my movie review? Speaking of best documentary, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll okay. get to All it. Right. I just I just wanted to make sure we got we've got a little bit more on the hoopla. Just a couple right. other things. We'll we'll move through these a little faster. Um, Actually, before you... moving on, I do want to make a prediction, and I was right. wrong last year. They have the science and te- technology Oscars like a, a week or two before the the normal Oscars, and they always make the hostess like some. Hot young thing for the nerds. And when do they announce it? I don't know? know, but before they announce okay. it, I'm going to predict Mila Kunis this year. Ooh, good guess, good guess. I was wrong last year. I picked uh, Zoe, but uh, Elizabeth Banks hosted. So, Zoe, who? Zoe Zaldana. I think we did this last time too. Yes, no, not Zoe Zaldana. I went with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> this joke is always going to be good. I don't care how many times we do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm nice right there, but yeah. I don't know if I have a. Maybe I'll go Anne Hathaway. Everyone likes Anne Hathaway, and we're, we're about to get to Apparently that. Apparently, everyone does like Anne Hathaway. Right, right. So, next on the Hollywood Hunters, Hollywood Hoopla. Writer-director Kevin Smith auctioned off his latest movie, Red State, at the Sundance Film Festival, just to buy it up immediately for $20 apparently. Also at the festival, Smith said he was going to give up directing after he develops his last movie on his plate, Hit Somebody, which I know very little about. What do you guys think of this whole ordeal? You think, uh, you think Smith's an asshole? You think you're happy he's, he's done? pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't given a shit about Kevin Smith since I was 16 years old. <laughs> I mean, I like, yeah, I, like, I like his movies, but yeah, so he is definitely pissed which off. Which one's Jersey Girl? Uh, <laughs> haven't seen that one. I'm sure it's amazing, though. I want. I should mention. Also, I just received on. <laughs> I just received on Netflix. <laughs> Mallrats, which I was shocked that like neither too. you or Dave have Mallrats. You guys don't own that one, and I'm I'm surprised. Like, it's not a great movie by by any standards, but there's some great fucking lines in that movie. And there's, I don't know. I think it's 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 interesting. I don't know if it's Kevin Smith's best. Like I guess is like critically, um, critically acclaimed. I'm guessing you'd say Clerks, but um, very funny movie. And I I I don't know. It sounds like from what he said that he's he's just going to be done directing. He's still going to be like producing some movies, and who knows if he's going to be writing. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see this being him disappearing. It's just him being an ass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he's old and grouchy. Grouch. He's jaded. Especially like if he's staging a bidding war and then just buys it himself right off the bat. It's like right. going through all that motion just to say fuck you to everybody. Okay. Interesting. Very, very fat. <laughs> a nice a nice adage by Jeff. A nice adage. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have to say, I watched um, uh, a while ago, they were streaming on Netflix these Kevin Smith's, uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith or something like that, where he gets just gets up and talks. Uh and they were pretty entertaining. Like I, I think I do like the guy, but I just don't care about his movies at all anymore. He does do podcasts actually himself. I think yeah, Smodcast, Smodcast. Yeah, look Guess it up. I'd be interested. It's interesting. It's always interesting. Uh, Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla number three, The Dark Knight Rises, has a new star added to its roster. Warner Brothers announced that Anne Hathaway will be joining the cast as none other than the Catwoman. Catwoman people. This is great news for uh, teenage boys everywhere. Kind of surprised they went with that character. 
Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah. You didn't think so. You didn't. You didn't think after the uh, spoiler alert killed off uh, everybody's love and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal that they'd need a new girl in town. Uh, it just seemed. I don't know. It didn't seem very Nolanish, so I, I wasn't going to go with that one. But uh, yeah, whatever. He, it's been proven he needs somebody to be accidentally killed off by uh, this is true. boyfriend. Yeah, what, that's a better that's, question. <laughs> what are the odds of Anne Hathaway making it through this movie? That's a great question. I have no idea. Uh, is, she, I don't, like, is she sultry enough to be the Catwoman? I, I, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it's the. It's, Haven't I think you seen wanted, the Princess Diaries? <laughs> I think they just wanted somebody with a gigantic mouth, so they got they got her for it. It's going to be a. I just don't get. Am I supposed to like Anne Hathaway? I can't remember. Like, <laughs> is, is she is she cool? Like, I don't know. What has she been in that I care about? She's um, the down-to-earth uh, Hollywood star. Yeah, you're supposed to like is that. Is that true? Did you read that on People? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, I, 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 just, I just added it to her wiki page, so yes, it's oh, true. Oh, okay, so it must be true then. Okay, good. Right. It is, it is. Um, right, I don't know. Uh, Jim, you saw her in the um, Alice in Wonderland, right, recently? I did. And was she lovable in that? Sure. Do you really want a lovable sure. Catwoman? Yeah, I saw her in that. I, I wouldn't have said lovable. I would have said forgettable, but that's um, yeah. interchangeable with me. She just I don't know, I, always seems like the squeaky clean nice girl, so it'll be interesting to see how she does in the Catwoman role. Yeah, I haven't seen her in any of her any of her roles whatsoever. <laughs> Can we please bring back Christopher Walken to kill her? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. It is. Danny DeVito can show up too and just go right. <laughs> I'll suppose I'll defer to Mr. Nolan though. I mean, Ledger seemed kind of weird to me too when I, they first announced that. So, yeah, he may have earned the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. Also, just just to wrap up the the Dark Knight Rises news, Tom Hardy's showing up as uh, the bad guy Bane in this movie as well. It's going to be apparently it's just going to be an ensemble of of disaster in this movie. We'll see. We'll see how no one pulls it off. Be interesting. Little surprise. Little surprise. We are moving on to the High Hunters Highwood Hoopla bonus round. Jim and Jeff don't know about this one. I just pulled this right right out of my ass. Is this where, is this where we talk about Canada being in the foreign Better. language film Better. category? No? Okay. Really? That's in there? That's interesting. <laughs> Better uh, be in French. That's all I got to say. Jason Statham stars in the newly released movie The Mechanic. How many movies has Statham starred in that start with the article The Ready? Go. Um, all of them except for Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Done. <laughs> I'll go with six. Uh, six is correct. Wow. <laughs> yes. This is why Bonus Jim usually round runs goes to me. Because there's no fun when he participates. <laughs> Bonus round goes to Jim. The Italian job, the bank job, the mechanic, the expendables, the transporter, and the one. There was, Ooh, what about the Transporter 2 and 3? Apparently those were all just called Transporter 2. Transporter. Oh, that makes more sense. Oh, he was in Crank too, wasn't he? He was in Crank. <laughs> and Crank 2. <laughs> that wraps up the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. Going to the movie reviews, Jeff has been dying to talk about his documentary. So, Jeff, actually, let's move you to the top in the top slot. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be here. All right. So I saw um, nominated for uh, Best Feature Documentary, uh, the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop, directed by Banksy. Um, I don't know if all of our listeners are familiar with Banksy. No. I wasn't very familiar with him until Sounds I saw like this a Kevin movie. Smith I had, uh, character. <laughs> kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> Is it a Kevin Smith? <laughs> no. 
Uh, so anyway, he is um he's British or so have you believe, but nobody knows who he is. And uh he's like a street artist. So basically like graffiti and uh other like things that are considered at the very best, like morally or not morally, but like legally gray areas. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's not like graffiti, like writing his name. It's like stencil art and stuff like that, that he puts strategically in a lot of places. Actually in uh, Royal Oak, he did a couple of, uh, they call them installations. You can call it graffiti if you want to, or vandalism. <laughs> it's, uh, but so it's sort of interesting. He's the, uh, he's the director and, what you're supposed to get out of it, and who knows exactly how true this is, and there's apparently a little bit of uh, um, controversy about like how true the movie is, uh, like in its um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I'm struggling here. How like? Well, I'll tell you what 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 happens. He's Banksy is, uh, and when they show him, he's wearing like a hooded sweatshirt. Like you can't see his face at all, and they do like the digitization of his voice, so like he's completely uh, not understandable. But um, it, they sort of interview him sometimes. And he talks about how this was going to be a movie about him and street artists, and because there hadn't been like a really cool movie about street artists yet, right? good documentary um but that the guy shooting the movie actually turned out to be more interesting and uh the guy shooting the movie is named uh Thierry Guetta I believe is how you pronounce his last name and he's uh he lives in Los Angeles but he's a uh, I believe a French uh, a French guy originally um and he apparently owns like some thrift store in Los Angeles and he is just obsessed uh with filming things and that's that's how the story sort of begins that he turns out his cousin in France is this guy who's very well known in the art community named Space Invader and he gets <laughs> sort of um and he's called Space Invader because he makes like tile space invaders and glues them to like things in Paris everywhere, like giant tile space invaders. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's very cool. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, he gets like sort of tapped into this community of street artists and uh, Banksy, like being one of them. And uh, and another one uh, that's kind of interesting is Shepard Ferry, who's pretty famous for the Andre the Giant Obey and the Barack Obama Believe uh, things. Yep. And um, anyway, so he's he's in it quite a bit too, actually, Shepard Ferry. Uh, but the what winds up happening is this guy uh, Thierry Guetta convinces everybody that he's like a filmmaker, but really he's just obsessed with filming things. Like he never actually watches any of the film or does anything with it. And uh, and then like he tries to put together this film, and apparently it's just a horrible piece of shit. And so Banksy like tells him like, okay, well, you know, send me your footage, and maybe we can do something with it, and put on your own little art show because he's sort of gotten into street art himself, and he becomes this horrible street artist, like terrible. And it's like this sort of commentary about like what is art, and like it's it, it just becomes a lot more interesting than just this story about street artists although the thing about the street artists is really cool and Banksy is very a very interesting character and uh if if nothing else do a google image uh, search on some of his installations it's pretty cool so um for people that like documentaries at all this is a really cool one so you never get to see Banksy's face right no not at all so who else is using pseudonyms in this is just Banksy everyone else um, is real space invader space invader um, there, there, there are more, uh, there, there are quite a few like, you know, names, uh, and all that information you just gave us that 
they discuss all that in the film. Like, hey, I recorded all this shit. It's put it together and it's terrible. And then I yeah, the bank. sort of, it's sort of almost a movie like, it's like about, about yeah, it's yeah, about, uh, to, to an extent. Yeah, it's it's a movie about this guy. It was started out as a movie about street art, but they but Banksy took the like a lot of the footage and did some interviews and turned it into a movie about the guy that was doing the original footage, Thierry Guetta. So from what oh, and uh, Reese Ifans does the uh, does the narration, and I like him. From what you told it's me, the NPR guy, isn't he? Hmm. Who is that? Who? Else, what else has he done? Reese Ifans. He um, is he that NPR guy? He's the skinny or no? British actor. He's kind of funny. Yeah, that's uh, Jim nailed it. He was in Greenberg. Um, he was on the replacements. Pirate Radio. Awesome. Yeah, the football. replacements. Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. He's also from The Knight's Tale. No, he's yeah. not. No, no, he's no not. different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Different guy. Different guy. I know who you're talking about. The kicker from the replacements. Yes, yeah, yes. Gotcha. yeah. He's in Notting Hill, apparently. Yeah. Fantastic. So, from what you've said about Banksy, and from what I know of this person, I'm pretty sure that Joaquin Phoenix is Banksy. Does that sound logical? <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Which yeah, um, he got snubbed this Oscar in front too. of the show. Jarv brought up that like there were there were several people in this who. Would probably prefer like there were several different kind of uh, characters like small characters whose faces were blurred but like their na- their uh, their voices weren't you know the, the people that are graffiti artists street artists whatever you want to call them because they are relatively famous in, in like the street art community which means that they vandalized a lot of buildings in a legal sense and uh, so they didn't want their names set, but like their voices weren't done and like they they had their faces like digitized but Banksy was like completely like there would just be it would be literally impossible to glean anything about him based on this movie um so and yet I you almost wonder if uh you almost wonder if he like if he is somebody famous or something like that because i, I don't know and our friend jarv brought that up and which is why i bring it up now yeah and he raved about this film too he really liked it yeah mm. it, it was good i yeah and i like are you film. calling him are you calling the graffiti installations because that's what they call it yeah. Or, okay. Well, that's and that's part of it is sort is sort of this. What is it like? This question of like, what is art? Like, is right. this shit or is it is is this somebody vandalizing a building or is this somebody making it more beautiful? And uh, you know, and some of this other stuff. It's pretty. It's it's interesting. It's it's actually a thinker. I just I didn't know if they were synonymous. Like it. It's, I have no. I don't see any negative kind of. The reason I say installations is because some of it's not actually like paint. Some like right. some of it's like a, you know something else, like a um, like a not a performance, but like a Space one of the things. Uh, right, or one of the things that Banksy did that's that's documented in the movie is uh, he went to Disney World with a blow up. Uh, maybe it was Disneyland. Hmm. Uh, with a <laughs> blow up, uh, like in a backpack. It, once he once he pumped it up, it looked like a prisoner, like in an orange uh, jumpsuit with a bag over his head and his hands cuffed behind his back. And he blew it up like in like the magical kingdom, like in some like do not enter area where like a roller coaster went by and stuff. And it was it, it like so that's an installation. You can't call that like graffiti. It's right, right. Yeah. So gotcha. anyway, that's, that's the this is the longest review I've ever done. Oh, very good. Uh, I ended up seeing a movie called Rescue Dawn. Uh, released in 2006. Uh, it's a true life story of a guy named Dieter Dangler, a German-American uh, bomber pilot in uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, he ends up getting shot down during one of the bombing runs and becomes a POW and gets put in a camp. Um, he ends up meeting a couple of other Americans in this camp. They're there for a long time. Later, he escapes and is rescued. Um, the movie is just kind of okay. 
Um, one of the things that bothered me right off the bat was the whole shooting down sequence of his aircraft is pretty poorly done. Um, <laughs> my, my big problem, though, was, I mean, I know it was a true story, so right off the bat, I already know what's going to happen. I know that he's going to come out of it okay. Um, the situation from the acting and the, just, you know, the whole scenario of it never makes me feel like it's a dire situation. Um, the main character, Dieter, uh, is very sure of himself. So you're not very scared for him, I guess. Um, a couple famous people in here, uh, decent performances. Christian Bale plays Dieter Dangler. Uh, he was okay. Um, it's kind of strange though. Cause he starts off as like the new guy on the ship in the Navy ship, uh, unsure, socially awkward, that sort of thing. But when he gets shot down and kind of gets put in this camp, He's very confident, very, okay, I'm going to take control of the situation. I don't care about you guys that have been in the camp for, you know, a couple of years or whatever. You know, we're going to listen to me type of thing. Um, Steve Zahn plays one of the uh, other Americans that are stuck in the POW camp. Uh, he just kind of plays a spaced out, like, I've been here too long type person. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, the real performance, I was about to say. The real performance is actually by a guy named Jeremy Davies. Uh, he's been around, uh, been in a few things. A lot of you might know him from uh, Saving Private Ryan as the uh, the scaredy cat medic, or not medic, sorry, translator guy. Um, but anyway, uh, he plays a <laughs> mentally out there, like he's been there too long, but more of a screw loose type thing. And at times he's kind of entertaining, but at other times he's kind of scary and you don't know what to expect from him like when they're talking about escaping snaps yeah when he's talking about escaping he threatens like you know if you escape then they're gonna kill all of us and i'm just gonna start screaming when you try and do it like he's you, you can't trust the guy so it kind of that was like the only cool part about the whole movie was just the not knowing of how he's gonna react um overall the film wasn't all that horrible uh i would probably try my hand at something else first though wasn't all that horrible. Scathing review. Yeah. Uh, so it's a. I had some expectations sort of, for this. Actually, I had heard that the movie was pretty good. That uh, Christian Bale's performance was really good, and it was okay, but it was nothing to write home about. So, so this is pretty much escape from uh, Pow Camp and yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, it's story. everything that you would expect right. from one. And like I said, right. I, you just don't get the sense of danger from it. So it, it really kind of dumbed it down for you. Interesting. Despite Steve Zahn being in it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> as soon as you said Steve Zahn's in it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. They're yeah. like, he's like the spaced out guy that's been yeah. there too long. Okay, all right, yeah. got it. He, he was the one that was, at a, uh, was just ready to die. He's just like, screw it, I'm, you know, I'm done. I don't want Did he provide any comic relief? Because it doesn't no. sound like that. No. That's sad. That's sad. No, the, the other guy did. Jeremy Davies provided some comedy relief, which again, yeah. you don't need in the POW camp movie. And I, I should mention, uh, again, I don't have a movie review. I'm a terrible person, terrible person. But soon, soon I'll wrap up my uh, Hayao Miyazaki trek just for Jeff. It'll be done forever. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of, uh, I guess, Jeff and James, both both stealing the show, did you want to say something, Jeff? I just Real quick, I just wanted to, wanted to bring up that, and I can't remember why, I, don't, I have no idea why Steve Zahn reminded me of this, but it seems that Dane Cook's career is actually finally dead. And that really? makes me very happy. <laughs> That's kind of interesting how you made it from one spot to the other. But Steve, yeah, he's interesting. I wonder how Dane Cook is doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that uh, where that came from. I think it had something to do with. Uh, so I have no idea. I have no idea where it came from. But start thinking of Dane Cook, and it just occurred to me that he hasn't been in a movie in a long time, and that's a good thing. Has uh, has Zahn done stand up? 
It sounds in my head. It sort of seems like he's done stand up, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, not that I've seen. All right. Anyhow, the the Parker Posey play along, which again will be a uh, James and Jeff show. We uh, question we bring up every week. James had the last last question. Uh, question being, who is your favorite badass female character? And I should mention, I sort of translated the question uh, differently when I posted on Facebook. I put, uh, who's your uh, favorite female action star? So I, I changed it a little bit. Uh, totally a mistake. Yeah, you totally just cut off That's... a lot of options there. Yeah, I, I did, and uh, I want it. I'm here to ask for your forgiveness, Jim. Yeah, so it wouldn't be the first time I'm misrepresented, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, that being said, James, is there any, any uh, comments, any answers you wanted to bring up? Um, you know, mine was pretty awesome. Um, other than mine... It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, actually, the, the Maggie Q one's not too bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, that actually came out of came out of left field. A new user on the the forums, uh, Mike, I think it was. I, I love the way he put it. Just the Asian chick who likes to kick people in Die Hard Four, like sold. Like yeah. that, that that's pretty good. Yeah. What's What's funny was when I first read it, I thought I read it like Lethal Weapon Four immediately. I'm like, wait, Jet Li was in Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Here? I think Renee Russo was in that movie. Uh, yeah. Um, the the one thing I wanted to bring up was Jeff answered the girl from Tokyo Gore Police. And For you. Recently, uh friend of the show, Andy, had brought up uh, – had posted on our, our Facebook page that there's a movie called Vampire Girl vs. Frankenstein Girl coming out soon, which is actually being made by the same director that made Tokyo Gore Police. Star- I thought it was already made. I thought yeah, it was done. It, it is. It is. Uh, starring the same girl. It's supposed to be out this year, I'm guessing. Or, sorry, it was supposed to be out at the end of 2010. I think it's out. Um, starting the same girl from Tokyo Gore Police. So she's all over the place just doing the, the same shit over and over again. But um, also on Facebook, our uh, friend of the show, John C., brought up the answer of, uh, I think it's Zi Zhang, the the girl that's in Hero and Crouching Tiger, Crouching Hidden Tiger. Dragon. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, yeah, she's a big winner. Yeah. Also, another great pick. And we have uh, got a lot of Asian chicks. Just here. About that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the kung fu, man. It's the kung fu karate. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, it's not. It's not us. It's them. It's the it's the stereotype of Hollywood is is what it comes down to. I don't care right. if you no know karate. We're gonna make you kick. It's not us. It's not Go. them. It's Hollywood. Sure. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Blame Tinseltown. That they're they're there for that reason. <laughs> All three of us picked Asian chicks. Plus Guy coming in from left field. Asian chick. Asian chick. <laughs> Jovovich, that sounds Russian. That's practically Asian. It is Russian. It is Russian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were Asian. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, an uh, excellent question. Thank you all for an- the answers. Uh, it'll be on Facebook and on Gogapit.com, uh, which brings us to Jeff's new Parker Posey play along. Have at it. Yeah. All right, ready for a good one? <laughs> sure, right. why not? I'm trying to drink here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite movie lackey? Lackey. Lackey. So, so it can be, uh, it can be a sidekick that's sort of weak sauce, or it can be like a business, uh, like, like a, an administrative assistant that gets shit on, or, you know, whatever you want, like a lackey, you know. So it could be like the sidekick comic relief too, or we, we're excluded. That seems a little too main. I think we all know what a lackey is, and I think that we, we yeah. lackey sort of implies bad guy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
Um, it sort of seems it has, that, it has that connotation at least in my head. It does. That's um. Well, I'll tell you my answer, and you can go from there. I don't know if mine's exactly a bad guy. Um, I'm gonna go with Brant from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> okay, a good uh, one. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Brant, who is just a complete kiss ass and like completely uh, subjugated to The Big Lebowski, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski, and he, he he's just a very funny and awkward character, and he like just very much trying to please everyone, like right. in, like. You know, just calls uh calls the dude the dude like dude you don't want to go in there right now <laughs> that did it's, not occur to us dude he's just a total like passive peacemaker right or, I don't know it he's seems just, like a wacky would have like no will or drive of their own they just follow right experts. right, right. Hmm. so I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, that that I'm 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 cool with that it's just, it's, that's a good answer his if if it's nothing else his laugh where his just nostrils flare out <laughs> he's laughing like his. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. Bunny is quite a character. I've got mine narrowed down to two. Uh, Give know. one to Greg so that we don't have to hear him hem and haw. All right. Well, I've got one, but I don't like it. Go ahead, Jim. All right, well, and this is probably for the, all the wrong reasons that you had intended, but uh, the first one that came to mind is Sven from Running Man. The big guy that kind of just stands around. Uh, that's Dawson, that's Blackie. Sven Until the end, and, where, where he shows his his true yeah. power, and, and it's mostly because he's one of Arnie's powerlifting buddies, and he was in Mallrats as LaForce. Really? Right, right. He played LaForce. Pals, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Are they both you Austrian? Know, you don't know LaForce? Uh, I don't think so. Sven would, you know. Seem Nordic to me, but that's just me. I I gotta look this up. Keep talking. Okay. My Spence. other my other choice would have Spence been Spence can be Austrian. Would have been uh, the guy in the 3D glasses who's one of Biff's lackeys. Ooh, awesome. Ooh, good call. That's a great call. And that's not the guy. Uh, oh, that's not the Titanic guy, right? What no, is that guy's name? I don't think that. No, that wasn't Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah Billy Zane's Zane. Yeah. one of them. But yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um. The first thing I thought of, and it's really just, I think it's just the way he dies that I thought of. It was Sin City, Ron Perlman in Sin City. Because first, you don't think he'd be playing like that character. That is Ron Perlman, isn't it? I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. So guy not... that pretty much gets shot with like an arrow by uh No, that's Nicky Cat. Nicky Cat, is the it? The one that just stands there and is like, oh, there's an arrow here. That kind of that's reaction. Nicky yeah, that's Nicky Cat, that's for Nicky sure. Cat. I'm terrible at this. I'm are, especially this. since you've met Ron Perlman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... we should tell him. Okay, I d- I'm sorry. I'm sort of looking up two things at once. Uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Jim wins. Oh, Thorson. Um, and Thorson. Let's see. Well, then Nicky Cat would be my answer. Okay. God, he looks old. <laughs> he does look old. You're looking Apparently, at he was in Gladiator and The Hunt for Red October and Lethal Weapon. This guy's been around the block. <laughs> We're talking about Sven still. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should keep talking about Sven. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a good guy. Very. I'm trying to this, think of is in the glass. Turn into the Sven Olatorsen. He's my new horse and movie <laughs> hour. That's going with it. Let's see. Yeah, I. 
just for the way he dies in that, Nikki Cat, I guess, would be the answer. It's just like, oh, hey, uh, what's uh, I got something message or something is in my chest. What is this? And then he just falls down after. He, no, he gets shot in the head again. Shot by, head with, the arrow, with an arrow, yeah. Who, by, and what? that was another girl I thought was going to come up in your Parker Posey. Oh, yeah, like, good call. Yeah. What's her name? Miho. 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 Yeah. yeah, Miho. And she was Asian. Weird. Yep. Yeah. Surprising. Very interesting. Uh, a lackey. From a favorite lackey from a yeah, movie. I feel like there's tons out there that I'm not thinking of, but now hopefully people can hit it on the boards. www.gungapit.com. Just look for Parker Posey's play along. That is what we are playing. Somebody that just complete lack of like will of his own. That's the tough one. Like I sort of want to pick somebody from Twister or something. One of those people in the car, but all those people seem to have their own little. Yeah, there's a there's a distinct difference between a lackey and a sidekick, right. and, right. and yeah, like those people might be sidekicks, especially yeah. Alan Rock, especially Alan Rock, of course, he would never be anyone's lackey. So it. <laughs> that question we'll find uh, at the boards at com and also be uh, up at Facebook to to answer. And we appreciate uh, all your answers there, and we'll bring up uh, bring up some fun ones, some of the the highlights next week. And uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up today's episode. James and Jeff, thank you again for your input. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. You're Drive welcome. safe, people, unless um, you've got Archer streaming on your phone, in which case, don't even worry about how yeah, you're driving. Just watch Archer. Just watch Archer. Yeah. A lot of good things in TV. A lot of good things in TV and in movies. Uh, the Oscars, everything. Uh, thank you all again for listening. Go Liam Neeson, one good reason, movie hour. See you later.